Hi, you're listening to the Amaze Research Podcast. I'm Fergus Murray. And I'm Sonny Hallett. And we're talking to Maggie Laurie. Yeah. Um, so my name's Maggie Laurie, and I am a PhD student at the DART Research Group at the University of Edinburgh. And DART stands for? Development, Autism, Research and Technology. And that's basically a really nice short list of all of the things that we like to do at DART. Could you give us a short summary of your research? So my PhD project looks at how autistic children interact and play with other people whilst they're using technology. Um, And by technology, I mean sort of new fancy devices like iPads and robots and tangible technologies. So looking at how they um, change the way that children play with other people. So how do you go about this research? So the first thing that I did was I did a survey and some interviews with classroom practitioners who worked in special schools for children with learning disabilities and I got their sort of perspective on how they were using technology and how they thought that technology was impacting their children's skills and behaviours, whether they thought technology was like beneficial or detrimental or sometimes a mix of both. Um, And then I followed this up with doing classroom observations and taking videos of children playing in groups with technology and then watching those videos back repetitively for hours and writing down all of the actions and behaviours and trying to understand how the technological environment um, has an impact on these behaviours. And what kinds of findings have come up so far? So my last study that I did, I looked at different types of technologies and sort of looked at how interaction is different when using these technologies. So I had um, iPads and I had a robot caterpillar and I had a hybrid tangible device, which is a blend of physical and digital. So it's an iPad that has sort of physical pieces and you can work with the physical pieces on the iPad together. So it's a blend of physical and digital. And what we're and what we're looking at is looking at how children's behaviour is different when they're using these different devices. And what we found was that actually autistic children behave very similarly across all the devices. So it doesn't seem that the device is having much of an impact. You might think like having a screen would be sort of really bad for social interaction, but actually we're not finding that at all. We're finding things like the way that the technology provides feedback, the structure that's provided by the practitioner and the sort of context in which children choose to interact with other people is the most important driver of interaction. Have you been able to compare that with typically developing kids? I'm doing no comparisons with typically developing children. I'm only working with autistic children. I'm working with a whole range of children, so children who have very little or no verbal abilities to children who have fluent language. And how have you involved autistic people in the design or direction of your research? So the short answer is I haven't because I'm doing a PhD and there's obviously quite a restricted timeline and money involved in that, of course. But actually being part of the DART research group has really taught me more about participatory research and how I might be able to do that in the future and thinking of ways that how I can involve autistic people in the sort of um, formulation of study designs and particularly analysis, actually, I think it would be really great to have an autistic person sort of watch my video data and have them interpret it in that neurodiverse context. But if I had the resources to do that, it's something that I would love to do. Um, what got you into this specific area of research? 
So I have been in autism research for about five years on and off. Um, I came to autism research from autism practice. So I worked in um, a residential home for adults with disabilities. And there was one autistic guy there. But coming into technology specifically, I worked at a school for autistic children. And uh, what really fascinated me was how technology sort of inspired and shaped their behaviour. So I worked with one boy who was so motivated by the iPad that he would execute like textbook joint attention from a psychologist's perspective, textbook joint attention whilst he was using the iPad and when he wanted to use the iPad. Could you explain joint attention just quickly? So joint attention, they talk about it as a triangle, but it's basically shared attention with an object. So I am looking at the recorder and so are you and we are aware that we're both looking at that recorder. It's something that happens maybe we're in the first or second year of life and it's maybe something that people notice if their child might be autistic if they're not engaging in as much joint attention. So you said that with the iPad this boy was was doing that and he wouldn't he wouldn't do that with other objects or in other contexts. It was just something about the iPad that inspired him to do that. And I th- I think the reason why I came into this is that I realised that we could learn a lot about autism by studying autistic computer interaction. If you think that you can influence or inspire someone's behaviour by changing the environment, then what does that say about autism? You know, if you're creating an enabling environment which suits that person, allows them to show their strengths and the things that they can do, but might not be able or want to do that in other contexts. And I think that's really... I think that's really important. So that's why I sort of came into this research because I thought, hey, kids like kids like David won't get credit for the things that he can do that he's doing on the iPad and when I'm working with him on the iPad, but he's not able to do that in the classroom, so he's not getting credit for that. Yeah, I was wondering about what you said about sort of um, changing the context and it being something that's accessible or will capture the interest yeah. of an autistic person. Is it more... An example of something that you can use rather than um, technology being the focus or the answer. Yeah, so in my research we're sort of using technology as an example of a a changed environment. So we're comparing behaviour in environments that do and do not have technology in them. But yeah, technology is just one example. Of course you could sub that technology with with anything that that you like. Um, But there's something really interesting about technology and autism because we know that autistic people are sometimes called high high users of technology. They seem to be engaged in technology quite a lot and use it very regularly. And what I'd really like to know is what it is about technology that captures autistic people and allows autistic people to show their sort of strengths and abilities through technology. It's not something that I have an answer to, whether it's something about the way that information is presented through technology, whether it's it's something that technology does to the environment, whether it's just something that, you know, if an autistic person is interested in technology and then that sort of motivates interaction, like it could be any of, or a combination of these things, um, but I think that's really interesting. Mm. That's why I chose to do questions. At the moment, a lot of autistic people in care homes and so on have no access to mm. the internet or communication technology at all. Do you feel that this is something that your research could potentially support is kind of broadening understanding of how technology can benefit people yeah. in these environments? In my research, I'm sort of aiming to explore this in a classroom context, so asking what can educational technology do 
for autistic children and what can sort of practitioners do to promote um, peer inclusion and social play which we know is so important for development and we know that autistic children are kind of not accessing that enough or at risk of not accessing that enough and maybe we can use technology as a way as a way to sort of promote that so for example one of the teachers that I interviewed at the school she talked about how her kids in the classroom all came together and talked about Minecraft and that really brought them together as a group of friends even though they were all going to their own homes every night and playing Minecraft on their own they would come back into the school the next morning and have this conversation about it and have this comparing like oh what did you do in Minecraft I built this well I built something bigger than you and all the rest of it like it was just a kind of it was just they were making they were making a friendship out of out of their online game and I think that that's really really interesting and really amazing and um, so we're sort of looking at yeah how we can use technology to provide that environment yeah. it, it's part of a bigger frequent intergenerational misunderstanding isn't it yeah where the older generation often thinks that technology is just isolating and yeah. you know kids are playing in their rooms rather than yeah. seeing their friends and so on but actually it's very often socially enabling. They said this about novels as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would be interesting to see if these common interests that inspire friendships, how that compares with holistic kids and their common interests. Like, I wonder whether they are very similar. So we did. We've got a paper under review just now about. It's a parent report paper of what technology their autistic children are using at home. And parents just said, I mean, I don't know, he plays Mario Kart on the Wii and he does his homework and then he watches a YouTube video. Like, it's just this very, dare I say, normal stuff. Like, it's just what you'd expect any child to be doing online or on technology. Um, and it might be surprising to some that autistic children are also doing the same. But what's interesting to me is the role that that technology is playing in, their, in the, the lives of autistic people and autistic children. It's obviously doing something or it, it could be doing something that is very, very good for them in terms of promoting opportunities to interact and engage with other people and to just be something fun and interesting and relaxing, I guess. Has, has there been any research on autistic adults in the past that also has informed your research at all? I'm going to have to say not really. Like, most mm. all of my research is about, about autistic kids. I did... My last projects have been on sensory processing and autistic adults so I have I have sort of been doing adult research as well but mm. my PhD has sort of consumed my brain at this point and all yeah. I can think about is children. I was sort of interested in I think I've seen some mostly research surveys on yeah. technology and how it has helped in autistic adults and social interaction. And yeah there's a whole stream of papers coming out right now about social media mm. use in autistic adults and how social media seems to be a platform where interaction is is maybe easier or more accessible for autistic adults than sort of more non-digital means. Actually like technology and computers and you know like other devices are like a really common special interest in autism. There's quite a few papers that talk about that. So you talked a bit about participatory research and what you've learned about it working here and how you see the importance of that in autistic yeah. research. Is there anything else that you'd like to see change in the way that autistic research is conducted in the future? Yeah, so I think participatory research is definitely a direction that I think is already happening and I think that's really positive. I also just think 
in general more sort of community directed research and sort of reframing questions to be more inclusive or positive towards the community so for example instead of asking a question like does technology have a negative impact on on autistic children asking like how can technology support autistic children in this way kind of reframing questions like that and I and I also believe as well that it would be really good to sort of have funding opportunities or um, research opportunities to engage in more sort of like out of the box projects I guess you know um just stuff that hasn't really been studied before we know that like autism research and autism theories has been sort of focused on children and sort of cognitive theories and theory of mind and all the rest of it but we know that like autism is so much more diverse than we've ever known it so more attention should be paid to these sort of outskirt projects like for example I think there's a project running on um, menopause and autism you know with autism and aging autism and bilingualism here obviously something that maybe people would never have thought would be possible an autistic person to be bilingual but now there's this whole research group doing that so kind of out the box projects that we haven't really looked Mm. at traditionally as autism researchers before but now we have a lot more opportunity to do that through participatory design through twitter through sort of any other means yeah Yeah, it's one thing i've noticed a lot about some of the research that's been presented as more surprising in recent years is that generally the autistic community's response has been well water is wet you know it's like stuff that we kind of already basically took as read but was surprising such as knowing that autistic people can be bilingual for instance um but is massively surprising to the research community i mean there was that paper on um special interests and how they're really important for well-being (laughs) (laughs) turns out if you let people pursue their passions yeah that's good for them yeah exactly um but i think like, I am really positive about the future of autism research. I think some of these changes are already happening. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's been some big strides. I think like even the biggest organisations are making big strides in this, like Autistica, like INSAR, very, very slowly making these changes that are that are hopefully gonna be good. That's great. That's great. Thanks Thanks for talking Thank to you us, very much.